While we were marching through Georgia, everybody swing your honey, swing your high and low. The Alaman left for the old left hand, around the ring you go. A grand old right to left walk on your heel and toe. Promenade that pretty gal to Georgia. It's autumn, and it is time to break out the spooky stories. I normally take pride in the diligence I put into researching my podcasts. I'm a school librarian and I take my sources and information very seriously, but sometimes a story is valuable just because it's a good story. The fact that I'm using a roadside historical marker as a primary source should tell you that the following doesn't belong in a journal or deep in a well-researched book. It belongs on a long walk, around a campfire, or when the lights are out and stories are being told. Hope you like it. Fort Mountain is in Murray County. The historical marker in the area states that the mountain got its name from a wall that stretches nearly 900 feet from the east side of the mountain to the west side, and the wall varies in height from 2 to 7 feet tall. There are pits along the wall, 29 of them in all, and what may be the ruined remains of the gate that allowed access inside. There are many stories as to its origin. DeSoto may have built it to protect his men. Another is that the Welsh explorer Madoc came to the New World a hundred years before Columbus and integrated his men into the Cherokee culture, the wall being a remnant of his handiwork. In fact, this isn't the only structure in the South attributed to a group of Welsh-speaking Native Americans, but we'll save that for another day. In this episode, we'll discuss a third theory, that the walls are the work of the moon-eyed people. Even folk tales can have reputable sources, and we're going to start with what for me has been a great source for anything having to do with Cherokee mythology, and that's a book called Myths of the Cherokee by James Mooney in 1902. Mooney quotes some scholars that had worked with Cherokee legends previously. The story is that the Cherokee people had their beginning in a now unknown land towards the east and the rising sun. According to the stories, there were huge snakes and monsters in the water, so it would make sense that it would be east near the coast. Over the years, the people slowly migrated west, sometimes staying in one place for many generations before moving on. Some other stories tell of a long migration east from an area near Ohio. Either way, when they came to this area, this North Georgia region, they found it already occupied by people called the Moon-Eyed People, because they had so much trouble seeing in the daylight. A writer in 1797 quotes a distinguished gentleman of the region who explained that the Cherokee expelled the wretches before taking possession of the land. He said that these white people, as the Cherokee called them, had built forts in the area and lived in circular homes built from logs and covered with earth. The Cherokee drove them to Chickamauga Creek and with their backs to the wall, the Moon-Eyed people agreed to leave, scattering into Kentucky and Tennessee. Now the words white people have been used to defend the notion that these were the descendants of Madoc's lost Welsh explorers, but looking further into the story, I don't think we're talking about that kind of white people. We're talking about very pale, legit white people. Maybe even grey people. 
And this isn't the only time we hear about them. At least two stories from the early 1800s place them in Hiawassee. In one story, they warn the incoming Cherokee that they shouldn't enter the river at a certain spot or they would be eaten by an enormous leech in the water. The story of the Moon-Eyed people is told several times by several authors, and there are separate, serious researchers trying to determine an ethnographic portfolio of the Cherokee. The fact that the storytellers describe the Moon-Eyed people in very real terms, as opposed to the way they would describe mythical creatures, indicates that they're working from an oral tradition of the people's history. In 1782, the governor of Tennessee visited Fort Mountain, telling those with him that a 90-year-old Cherokee chief credited the fortifications to white people from beyond the water. Some sources say that practically no arrowheads or other evidence of warfare, or even really day-to-day life, have been found in the area. The site would make a pretty bad fortification. It's long, it has no source of water inside of it. Anyone making a stand against invaders wouldn't last very long on the top of Fort Mountain. So, was Fort Mountain a fort, or some occasional use area for possible religious uses? Were the original inhabitants of the area mutated albino Native Americans? Were they descendants of explorers from Wales? Some kind of earthbound nature spirits? Or maybe... Maybe... Alien! Black looking alien! Little aliens from outer space. E.T. Aliens! Welcome to Earth! Are there any other explanations? Maybe folklore. The Moon-Eyed people kind of show up in folklore going up to Native American cultures all the way up to Ohio. Maybe they were the descendants of Welsh explorers. Hey, maybe Vikings. You know, so far no one said Vikings. Some researchers claim the Moon-Eyed people are even referred to in the Book of Mormon. In Cherokee County, North Carolina is a three-foot-tall sandstone sculpture of two figures. They may be conjoined, or they might just be two figures standing next to each other. Their facial features are fairly simplified, and it might be due to the fact that that stone is hard to carve, but they sure do look like the guy that walks out of the spaceship at the end of Close Encounters. If everything's ready here on the dark side of the moon, play the five tones. If you like stories like this, historical stories with a little spook factor to them, consider taking a Haunted Habersham History, Mystery, Murder, and Mayhem walking tour of downtown Clarksville. Throughout October, we will leave from the theater at 7 o'clock every Friday, 7 o'clock every Saturday, and 5 o'clock every Sunday. We will walk about a quarter mile and share the history of Clarksville, the history of Habersham County, and some of the more famous and grisly murders and ghost stories that are related to that area. There's a link in the show notes, you can find it on Facebook, or you can just come to the theater 5 o'clock on Sunday, 7 p.m. Fridays and Saturdays. It's only $10 a person. Hope to see you there. That's the way we do it down in Georgia. Everybody swing your honey, swing your high and low. The yellow man left for the old left hand, around the ring you go. A grand old right, left walk on your heel and toe. 
from an deputy gal to Georgia. That's all. I claim this planet in the name of Mars. Uh, isn't that lovely? Mm.